0: Get out the word. You're listening to Mature Allure. Here, we chat about self care, relationships, careers, and all the things living a mature life includes. I'm your host, Sherry O. Welcome.
1: Hello, my name is Bridget Henry. I'm a health, a life coach. I'm a physical therapist, and uh, my most important job actually is I'm a mom of a 14-year-old single mom. Um, I'm originally from the Netherlands, but been in this D.C. area for 26 years here already. I'm still actively working as a physical therapist, but um, in the Netherlands, I did my minor basically in uh there, they call it a go kick work here. It probably would translate to an um, associate's degree in social work. But then I was in my upper teens, and that was a little bit too heavy for me. So the physical therapy part is a lot more abstract. But I also always found that the emotional aspect and the social aspect play such a huge role in people's well being and healing. And, uh, you know, took a look around and now getting back and back in life coaching and noticed oh. when I took the courses that I've been life coaching for quite a long time with the patients that I treat and with people that I manage and with friends and family members. And, yeah, I really enjoy this life coaching. We yeah. So you might
0: as well get paid to do it, right? It's I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Well, as a life coach, I'm going to start with question one here. As a life coach, tell us what do you focus on when you're working with clients? Like the number one thing. Well, of course,
1: their goals, but the goal that they initially see is usually just on the surface. So we're going to dig a little deeper, like what is behind that goal? Um You often find like people, for example, with health coaching, they want to lose some weight. But why do they want to lose the weight? Um, Is it because, you know, they want to be recognized? Is it because they want to be loved more? Is it because they want to feel better within their skin or they want to have a partner? There is always a why behind the why behind the why. It's never as simple as this is my goal. Yeah. So goals okay. are the number one thing um, And then a lot of it is Habit change Because we are creatures of habit So everything is done habitual And every time you want to change something That critter brain goes like No, no way Alexa, Goes into protection mode So changing habits and goals Yeah
0: That's what you focus on most
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and the barriers Well, there, there's a lot to it um, Goals and habits, and then of course, mm-hmm. you know, why are people self sabotaging?
0: Because we do a lot of that. That is a good question. Why do people self sabotage? Um, fear mostly,
1: scared of change, scared of what people think, scared of their new identity. Because as you change, of course. You change. Things around you change. People will start to
0: react to you differently, respond differently. Do you think, because I mean, and this is separate from the questions that I sent you earlier. Do you think people self-sabotage, like especially with New Year's resolutions? We'll get into that a little later. But is that a big reason why they just don't continue with New Year's resolutions? Self-sabotage, maybe?
1: It plays, plays quite a role, plays quite a role, um, fear, fear plays a big role. Also, you know, when you set your new year's resolutions, are you just doing it because you get into the habit of setting new year's resolutions or are you picking something that really matters to you? Something that really has some weight and, um, you know, when you pick that resolution, of course, you're excited about what you want to do. But when that excitement and motivation goes down, if you have not anchored in well enough, why you are having that goal? So that's why goal setting is so important, why you want something. Because if you haven't anchored into that, it's so easy to let go of it because it doesn't have enough meaning to you. Yeah. Okay. That's why okay. the first thing that I focus on is what, what is the goal? what do you really want you know and it's not just what do you want why do you want it how will it change your life what will what will be different in your life who will you be when you reach that goal you know all those things that really weigh a little heavier and that make you think about your deeper emotions and what you want your life to look like that is what really that is what really keeps you motivated
0: and keeps you going when that initial motivation is gone Well, it's interesting because we've actually, you've actually answered a couple of other questions, which was when a person is looking to make a change in their life, big or small, what are some things they should consider prior? Basically why, you know, but if somebody hasn't gotten to that point yet, that why, because they would have to come, sometimes you'd have to come to somebody like you to Mm -hmm. understand why. But prior to that, when they're considering these things, is there something they should be thinking about if they're considering a change? Prior to the why, huh. prior to the why, <laughs> I guess on the surface why? is what I mean. Because, like I said, sometimes it takes going to someone like you mm-hmm. to understand what they really. You know, do. you need to have a why. Yeah, what somebody like me i just might be you know what i think i want to go ahead and change this but is there something and i I don't know maybe this isn't really a real question but is there something like i'm thinking like maybe you consider your environment your you know situation i don't know you know what i mean everything around you you see we are so social
1: creatures um you know, when you're younger, you're, you're idealistic and then things start to kick in. You know, you you get responsibilities, you get a partner, you get kids, uh, you have a job and, you know, even things that you don't think about, like you went to college and paid a lot of money to get a certain degree. OK, but then you want to do something different. What are people going to think? You know, I have this degree and now I'm going to do that. Where Where does that fit in? Like, for example, me with my life coaches, I have a, I have a doctor in a physical therapy. Now I'm life coaching, which basically anybody can do. You really, if you are a person that is empathic and loves people and loves personal growth and has life experience, you can, you can coach
0: people. Well, and that so, brings us to another you get, question. <laughs> you, get the, you get the discrepancy there, like... Um, I
1: lost track of the whole whole question there, Sherry. I'm sorry, but
0: um, how did she ask again? <laughs> no, no, you know what? You know what? I was gonna. That brought us back to another question that I had. Like, if somebody was considering, especially the whole um, concept behind our site, Mature Lore, is hmm. women getting older. We have experience. We have life things that have happened to us. We. Yeah know a lot and we're still beautiful i mean a lot of times people think that it's over but it's something that's within you and something that you know radiates through you so a lot of times people at our age are considering new careers or an additional career if somebody's considering something like life coaching what piece of advice or what kind of advice would you give them so for one maturity
1: is great okay but maturity alone doesn't get you there There are people that have a lot of experiences but never do anything with those experiences, right? So just having the experience doesn't make you a good life coach. Having the experience and actually growing through that experience instead of just going through the experience. You see the difference? Mm -hmm. Actually grow through an experience and kind of reflect on it and grow through it and become a different person through that growth process. That's when you can become a life coach. If you just go through something, what do you have to offer? Yeah, I went through that. what What did you learn? Um So maturity definitely plays a role with that. But growth is the most important thing. I've, You know, you sometimes talk to younger people and, and go like, where, where did you get this wisdom from? Sometimes even a teenager. How are you so wise? It's, it's because you have a growth mindset, because you have an interest in personal growth. Um, of course, there's a skill set with it. You have to love people. You have to want to help people. You have to be passionate, empathic. And then experiences and growth. Gosh, I tell you, personal growth, because as a life coach, your business and your ability to help other people can never grow bigger than you are as a person. So the personal
0: growth that you have is what you can help other people with. That's actually kind of, that's actually something to really think about. I mean, if you're not growing, how can you help others grow? You can Yeah. Yeah. That's actually kind of. mm, Wow. Um, Okay, let's see what else. Let's talk about happiness. Is there such a thing? I mean, because a lot of times you think of happy kids are happy, you know, that blind happy moments. No, but that's the thing. We do have happy moments. But how can we turn those moments into more than just a moment here or a moment there? What is happiness?
1: So happiness doesn't actually have a definition. There is no definition of happiness because it really is a feeling. Um, Really interesting there. There was a a documentary that used to be on Netflix. I don't know if it's still there. And the title of it is happy. And it shows, you know, the big yellow happy face, smiley, happy face. And this guy wanted to find out what is ha- what happiness really is and what people need to be happy. So he went pretty much all over the world and, and interviewed people and, uh, you know, anybody from like a rich CEO, somebody that has everything to, uh, people that pretty much live in the dumps to really find out what is it that makes happy. And, um, you know, he still didn't find it the real definition. What he did find is that when people have their basic needs met, more than that doesn't add to happiness. Okay? And, and for example, really interesting, there was a guy, you know how they in India have these these, these guys that run in front of this cart and, and you know, hold people around? Um he interviewed this guy if he was happy. And this guy was all like, yes, I'm happy. And, you know, of course, the the guy that did the documentary was thinking, how can this dude be happy? He's running in front of this cart all day. And he asked him, and he said, well, you come home with me. I'll show you. So he went home with the guy, and he lived in really, I mean, it wasn't even really a house. It was like, you know, a few walls with this a tin roof, but when the guy walked into his street, the kids ran at him, his own kids ran at him, Daddy, Daddy, you're home. And his guy just lit up. So, what is happiness, you know? And it's it's personal for everybody. Some people are happy when they achieve something, or when they are loved, or when they have certain material things. Another thing is. We always think that our feelings lead the way, but our thoughts actually lead the way. So if you don't like the way you feel, you have to change the way you think. Okay? In a way, happiness is a choice because what you focus on energy flows. So if you have... In any day, okay? You can experiment with that yourself. It's actually a fun experience. You start to focus on things that you don't like, you're going to start feeling down. As soon as you switch that attention to gratitude on the things that you're grateful about around you, you start to feel Mm -hmm. different and happiness starts to happen. So you are in charge of your own happiness simply by what you focus on. Wow. Are you
0: frozen, Oh no, you there know you what? Are. You know what? You froze for a moment, right at like a major point when you were talking about the experiment. Okay. And I was like, I'm gonna tell you again. Experiment.
1: So your attention, where your attention goes, your energy flows. Your thinking creates your feeling, not the other way around. So Try to experiment with it and focus on some things that you don't like and then check in with yourself, how do you feel, okay? You're going to feel that you feel kind of down, a little heavy, okay? Then you switch your attention to what you are grateful for at that moment. You know, even little things around you can be, hey, I have a glass of water, I have, you know, fresh air to breathe, or I have food in my refrigerator. Focus on that and see how you feel. You you really are in charge of how you feel. You are in charge of your own happiness. And everybody's also responsible for their own happiness. There are too many people that put their happiness in other people's
0: hands. Yeah, that's there are, uh, that seems like the things that most people do. If I have this man or if I have this woman or if I go to this place with this group of people. Yeah, that is true.
1: Yeah, and, you know, then you're not in control of your own happiness.
0: Um, As a life coach, what are two or three consistent issues you see people face majority of the time? Ooh. So, for example, not being
1: in the now. A lot of people are having regrets about the past, or they worry about the future. Now, there's regrets about the past. There's nothing you can change about that anymore it happens okay and it can cause shame and guilt and those emotions that are really not productive okay unless there's certain things that you can do about the past like apologize to somebody or just grow because of an experience or something that you did or or went through the future how many times do we worry about something in the future and it's not going to happen like we think it's going to happen anyway pretty much 99 percent right but what you lose is where you are right now and having people realize that and actually being in the now can also improve a person's experience. So that's one thing. Um, Huh? What else? So people not living their authentic life. So I think we talked about it a bit earlier, like, you get caught up into a role that society kind of puts on you you know being a mom being a wife being a you know an employee being a sister being a daughter you you get caught into the life that other people created for you instead of instead of really living the life that you authentically want to live that's another thing and then the, And then another thing, number three, I guess, is self-talk, negative self-talk. It's huge. I mean, people say things to themselves that they would never even say to a stranger, let alone somebody that they love. And you're supposed to love yourself, but how often do people... You know, like you're ugly, you're too too this, you're too fat, you're dumb, you did this wrong, you did that wrong. You would never say that to to your sister or your child or or your mom. You would never say that to a loved one. But too many people talk to themselves that way. And I have people, for example, do a mirror exercise, stand in front of the mirror and say things that they appreciate about themselves. And uh, most people get very emotional with that.
0: Yeah. I'm actually going to try that. And because you're right. I mean, I am so hard on myself. My husband always tells me, he's like, okay, you are way too hard on yourself, you know? But, and I don't think of it as negative self-talk, you know, but it is, it is. And I find myself, and you're right. The things I say to myself, I wouldn't say to anybody else mm-hmm. because I wouldn't want them to feel bad. Like, so why do I say it to myself? Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's very true.
1: Try a cherry, Just stand in the mirror and, you know, just talk to yourself <laughs> in a loving way. It's <laughs>
0: so hard. It actually really is hard.
1: Isn't that crazy? Yes. How easy
0: it's- is it for you to tell somebody else, give somebody else a compliment? Yeah, even thinking about it, it's like, okay, I just saw myself this morning in the mirror and I was not happy with what I was at. But again, that's negative self-talk because it's, it's not bad. It's me, you know, There, you know, but yeah, that is true. Well, let me ask you because you basically touched on it with the living in the now Mm -hmm. kind of contentment. Mm -hmm. Like, can you describe contentment for our audience? Because do people really know what that is? Because I think of contentment when people say it to me, I don't think of it as a negative thing but some people might think of it as negative if content is a good
1: place to start from in my opinion content means i'm i'm okay right now i'm good so content is good to you know from there you can build gratitude but content really means like i am okay with the way everything is right now i am good i'm satisfied i am fine I think a little bit of a danger with contentment is are you really at status quo? Do you not grow? Because I think people that live the happiest lives are people that grow through life, that's that continue to uh, experience things and have passion and want to learn new things. Um, and if you're content, you can kind of stay in it. Yeah, some people are go Like I'm okay where I'm. Um, you know, <laughs> with content, I kind of sometimes picture like the couch potato with the remote control. They're intense. It's it's you know it depends on where you're coming from with contentment.
0: Yeah. Mm, I hadn't really thought of it. Yeah. I get like you said. I guess so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting that you know you're saying this to me because I had kind of. Reached a point, I would say about a year or so ago, and I was like, eh, I'm kind of over the pushing. I'm always doing something new like this. This is very new, but it's something that I've always wanted to do. And I've always hustled to kind of have my own business, do my own thing, that sort of thing. And I was like, I was saying to myself, you know what, Sherry, you're done. You're over 50. You've reached, you know, not that I've reached it, but you're just kind of tired. And then one day I woke up and I was like, a couple of things happened to me. And I was like, you know what? I'm not tired. This Maybe this is a sign. Sherry, get a contentment. Get off your butt. It's not over. So I can see the things that you're saying. They make perfect sense. You know? something that you're passionate about.
1: Passion is so important in life. It's, it's kind of, it's like a battery that keeps you going, even if it's something small that you're passionate about, but
0: keep going, keep growing, keep learning. Yeah. Well, what did, that brings me to what does living your best life mean to you? Ooh, a life that's authentically
1: yours, a life that makes you an individual we are immense, of course, we are people that are around others, but you have to be able to be an individual within that group, living your best life. Gosh, enjoying life, growing, and seeing life as a journey, um f- being okay with reinventing yourself. Okay, you you don't have to, even though you've been this person all your life, it is okay to go like, huh, but try something different. You can you you have the authority to change who you are. Just because you were this person, yesterday, it doesn't mean you have to be that person tomorrow.
0: You can just be who you want to be. I love that. And lastly, I guess piggybacking off of this um what's one solid piece of advice you would like to share with someone on how to live their best life just kind of expounding i guess on what you said gratitude
1: be grateful focus on what you're grateful for one good way to do that is something simple a gratitude journal put it on your nightstand because you know when you when you go to sleep your subconscious mind is still very active. And you want to set the tone during while you're sleeping and for the next day. So what if you write down maybe three things that you're grateful for? And some days, those three days, three things may be really awesome. And there might be some days where you can be like, I'm grateful for this book, for the pen and for my pillow.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Mature Allure. For more information about us, visit matureallure.net. And get social with us on Instagram and YouTube at Mature.Allure, Facebook at 4MatureAllure, and Twitter at Mature underscore Allure. Till next time, we encourage you to stay positive, embrace who you are at every stage of your life, and always tap into your Mature Allure.